Today is April 28th, and the Yankees have taken a three-game set from the San Francisco Giants. Three games, three wins. They outscored them 24 to 14. They won 24 to 10, 24 12. to 12, Split 24 to 24 to 12. In your face, the Giants. We beat you. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankees fan, originally from Connecticut. And today's special sweep show is brought to you by Jared Saul. Jared actually runs Talking Yanks Twitter account now and helps out with a lot of stuff. Jesse Postier. Posture. Postier. Postier. You think it's a silent R? Um, I don't think it's any of the three you said. Posture. Maybe. You want to give it a shot? Uh, no, I, you're flowing right now. You're, you're hot. All right. Kyle Roberts. Yeah, nailed it. Chris Toth. Mm. What would you have won with? I just, I just believe in you so much. Toth is a fun last name. Remind, reminds me of one of the Star Wars systems, Jim. The Hoth nice. system. I know that's and, what you were thinking, too. And Angela Hall. Those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you guys very much. $2 a month. Get entered into a raffle, a contest. Our April contest has one more day left in it. Be interesting to go look at who's close to winning it. And the April raffle will be happening soon, tomorrow or whatever, whenever I do it. Uh, it'll be up for a free jersey from affordablejerseys.com. No name on the back. Any player of your choice. Two people will win. Maybe one person will win both. That is allowed. So $2 a month, you get early access, live access. You can uh, join and uh, watch the video and be part of the chat as we record live or just watch the video on your own time in the future, and it really helps us out, and we appreciate it. Jake, how you doing? So patreon.com slash talking yanks. Yeah, check check out the Patreon site if you haven't been there. It really helps us out. Jim, I'm doing well, man. We're the uh, best team in baseball over the past two weeks. Um, you know, we're, we're doing it in a fun way. We get a little sweep. We're, <laughs> we've now won what six or seven on this, on one of our vaunted West coast road trips that we normally struggle with Uh different guy every day. The pitching has been really good. Uh, the giants were kind of lame ducks. You, uh, you mentioned you, you asked me before for the, how, how many did we score? How many did they score? It's 24 to 12, but Jim, they arguably only scored three of those runs when the games were still a game. Um, mm-hmm. They put up a five spot after they were down eight. After they were down eight nothing today, and then we pushed it to eleven, and then they scored four in the ninth of the game. We were up six nothing. So uh, this this series was just pure domination. Pure domination. It was. I mean, in a weird way. Like whenever the games got close, it was our bullpen just letting them kind of get close at the end. Right, but not even like, you know, the the cogs in our bullpen. Yeah, it was Sessa and Well, and then like Sessa and then Herman pit- got charged with the runs. And our starters faltered. Like Paxton and Herman, yeah. They didn't come out strong. But I mean after we already established a big lead, so it wasn't wasn't problematic at all. Yeah. How are you doing, James? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited. I kind of like haven't thought this series through. Like I haven't like looked back yet and figured out what I want to say and all that. I'm just kind of, I'm still in it. Now we're doing this. I'm like, okay, that was, cause a lot going on. I mean, we got people that my neighbor, Louie probably can't say one of their names playing. Like Estrada started the first two games in left field. Right. Cameron Maben came in and 
was part of the wins. <laughs> Had an incredible series. <laughs> came came from came from the Indians Triple A. Uh, into two of our starting lineups and had a had a great series. Yeah. Uh, um. It's not. I mean, Jimmy. We. I. I. Here's a little behind the scenes. I know you. You like taking back the curtains a little bit. We normally have a, a weekly stat sheet. Um. Uh, so we can check in and see everyone's stats from the series. I'm just gonna read down the list. DJ Lemayhu, Luke Voigt, Glaber Torres, Gio Urshela, Cameron Mabin, Mike Ford. Romine, Talkman, Tyro Estrada, Tyler Wade, Guardian Gary. I mean, na- neighbor Frank or whatever his name is doesn't know nine of those guys. <laughs> but he just still says Boone should be fired. Yeah. Oh yeah, what an idiot. The Boone should be fired. I'm not like I'm not saying Boone's amazing. That's where it gets thrown off. But right. they're winning with a bunch of nobodies. So one, you cannot discredit Cashman right now. Urshela, no. any team could have signed Urshela to a minor league contract. Yep. Any team could have traded for Voigt and for Domingo Herman back then and Talkman, who's helping out right now. Like they were all the, those players were all up for grabs. Yeah, we got Talkman for a double A lefty reliever who probably makes it to the bigs and is okay. Um We got Voigt for a guy with no options and no skill. Mike Ford got rule five by the Mariners literally last year because you just yeah. made their team. Um, uh, Luke Voigt is just insanity. Um, yeah, so man, like, it's a... So, it's, but let me finish. You have to credit sure. Cashman. But there's people on all sides of the fence now like, oh, I love these guys. We're finally playing small ball. We're bunting people over. We're doing hit and runs. Well, that's Boone. Yeah. So, like, if you're finally... We like these guys so much. This is the style of baseball. Like, see, it's working. Well, then you have to credit the manager. But they're the same people that are won't ever give Boone credit. So it's, it's this a, weird mix. Like, it's just it's easy targets. Yeah. If 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 this was the Rays and they had nine of their starters on the IL and they were winning, and this was back in Joe Madden's day or now Kevin Cash's day, it would be all over the place, like, can you believe what Kevin Cash is doing with this group of players? Yeah. But it's you're not going to get that storyline in New York. You never, ever will. And not yeah. for the Yankees, because even though even though these are, we have a team now of guys ex- that aren't expected to win, the expectations of New York is just to win it no matter what you have as a product. So, like, Boone's not going to get credit. Yeah, and and there has been a dirty little secret throughout this whole thing. The pitching's been really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh the the pitching's been really good, so that's that's been good. Yeah, I think it just goes back I think one one of our main lines that you and I usually rely on is like it's so easy to look at the coaches and they you're just not going to give them credit when times are good. Um it's just a cop out when times are bad. Like I haven't heard anyone saying, "Wow, Larry Rothschild done a, done a great job with Hap since his first two starts." Haven't seen too many of those tweets out there, Jim. Or Herman. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Larry doesn't get credit for that. But if someone does bad, I mean, Larry, what are you doing? Yeah. You're a big old idiot. What was your so, joke about uh Larry the other day? That you were you really- were Looney Tunes. You were in full zonk mode. I was I was doing a bad fan yelling at a Yankees game and I said something like, I bet Rothschild can't even pitch. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was a good joke. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thanks, man. You got? Do we have any uh, pressing issues to go over before we get into burns? I think what we do have to cover is we had a couple. We thought we thought we skated through, and then the injury bug popped up. Uh, Lemayhu got pulled in this game. He fouled a ball off his leg on Friday, I believe. Um, seemed pretty precautionary. Um, he he got on base in the first, and he was out there, and then. The Yankees were up 6 nothing, so they put Tyro Estrada in. It felt very much like uh, we have an off day tomorrow. We're already up 6 nothing. We got this young guy on the bench. Let's pull him. And then Gio Urshela gets hit in the hand. Um, I, I No words. I, I wish I could sit here and say it didn't look that bad, and maybe it's just a, a hand contusion. But with what's been happening, you can't say anything because it could be like so Gio Urshela needs hand replacement surgery. I, I don't know why, but I was on the other side of these injuries, Jake, because mm. I have been the biggest cynic and the biggest, like, when a guy goes down, there's no optimist. Like, Judge, right. he's gone for two months. Right. But for some reason, this DJ and Urshela thing, 
I I I didn't even like get upset. They'll they're fine. I I think they're fine. I think they're both going to be back within a couple days. And both X-rays came back negative. Okay, I hadn't I hadn't heard the Urshel X-ray came back yet. I didn't hear that on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, both came back negative. So I mean, we'll see. There's inflammation in the knee, so like they're probably going to be day to day for like and like they probably maybe they they get the off day tomorrow. I would guess they're not going to play Monday in Arizona or Tuesday in Arizona. But I, I'm not worried about these two, and I can't tell you why. I've been so pessimistic right. about all the injuries. These two, especially DJ, I don't care. Yeah, LeMahieu, there's enough A plus B equals C. Um, you know, it it worked in Thrones. You know, John's a Targaryen. I think LeMahieu's going to be fine. I think we'll see him in the Diamondback series. I would say we don't see Urshela, um, but uh, I don't think he goes to the IL. That's I, And again, I said I, I said... A minute ago, I wasn't going to guess at this. We'll see. Um, for a for a ball hitting someone in the hand, it didn't look bad for Gio Urshela. Again, I'm I'm over here saying that. Um, and yeah, Jim, it's kind of maybe the schedule works out for us because we have an off day Monday. We play two Tuesday and Wednesday, and then an off game Thursday. So uh, we should be able to get through Arizona if those guys aren't a hundred percent. But uh, that's that. And then I, I guess the we got a Clint Frazier update today. He's expected to come back close to after the 10 days are up, right? He hit in the cha- in the cages today, and he was giddy with the giddy. results and how that's he felt. right. And uh, Always. We, we said Clint lives giddy. Just a giddy guy. Giddy life. Yeah. Big giddy, smiles. Giddy. Yeah. Big, he's scary like, smiles. He's like Bernie and Manny. Whoa! <laughs> I think uh, I'd compare him to those guys. Let's uh, let's pump the brakes there. What's wrong with that? It's a different. It's a different format, huh? Like I think those guys are like happy go lucky. That's what I think, I think. Clint is. I think. Oh, I see. I've got him like amped up, giddy, like charged up, like Bernie and Manny were as relaxed as humans can be, and Clint's like Clint's kind of wound up tight. Yeah, you're right. They're they were they were more aloof. Yes. Clint isn't aloof. No. Okay. All right. Well All right. We did one that. thing one thing we have to do before we get into Burns is to let you guys know that we have baseball prospectus. Is that how you say it, Jake? Baseball prospectus. You you put a lot on the O there. Baseball prospectus? Yeah, it's still a little heavy on the O, but you're there. Prospectus. 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 Pretend the O is like a, a silent U. Prospectus. Prospectus. Yeah. I feel like I'm saying it like an idiot. You're doing better now. Okay. Well, we have 10 copies of this season's book. They're actually really cool. They shipped them to us. They like have the hit charts for everyone. They have the minor league players. If you're, a, if you're a nerd and you like all the stats and you like all the backgrounds and the info on every player, we got 10 copies to give away. So what we're going to do is if you leave a five-star review this coming week, you are entered into a raffle to receive 10 people will receive baseball prospectus book, uh, maybe some talking yank stickers, talking yanks magnets. I'll write you a handwritten note with a secret about Jake on it. 10 giveaways. If you leave a five star review, five star rating, and write a review on our uh, podcast app. If you've already written a review, but you want to be entered into this, just go to your current review. Click write a review. It'll bring up your current one. Re-edit it. Send it in. And then chronologically, the date will be better. And we will choose everyone. Should we do a draft? Should we do a best 10 draft? Should we try to get some laughs out of the people? Well, I don't want to hinder the non-creative type. Okay. Some people, you know, they just want to enter. So just they can just write good pod. This will just be random. Enter and you have a chance to win, baby. Yes. We're giving away, so it's like a goodie bag with a prospectus book and talking. Suck it, our creative listeners. You don't get a leg up on this one. Yeah, I feel bad for the people that like, I don't know what joke to write here. Okay, that's fair. I like it. Yeah. All right, there we go. Done. Let's go into Burns. Let's burn it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I have it on mute, Jake. Oh, boy. But they're interviewing Gary right now, and I don't know what the first question was because I have it on mute, but the smile he gave. Yeah. Yeah, it could warm a glacier up. That was nice. 
Gary's good looking. I, there was that picture he posted. I think it was before the series. It was him and his him and his girl kind of overlooking the bay. It looked it looked like an ad. Well, yeah, he's he's like a jacked, handsome dude. Yeah, he's like with I mean, enough I get, uh, enough softness in the cheeks to be a teddy bear. Right. People say like I have kind of Gary's build with Tyler Wade's face. <laughs> Why'd you laugh? You laughed immediately. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I'd think you have like a bowling ball build with a thumb for a face. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> normally I get thumb for the legs, but that's uh, that's fine. You have uh, nice legs. I uh, thank you, well, Susan. I thank you. All right, let's go. Let's go to Burns. You ready? Let's go to the Burns. On your mark, get set, burn. Oh, James Pax and the Big Maple versus the Mad King, Mad. Bum Madison Bumgarner to kick off the three-game set in San Fran. Two Glaber bombs, please. RBI double for the kid. Cameron Maben, nice to meet you. RBI single. Giants push one across in the first. It's two to one after one. They call him Gio Urshela. RBI single. Luke. RBI double. The bullet. Tyro Estrada, RBI double. All of a sudden, it's 5-1 Yanks after six. Hey, a little Giants rally makes it 5-3 until, oh no, there goes that man again. The real king and the true heir to the throne. Luke Voigt, two-run shot. Paxton to Canely to Britton to Adovino to Chapman. Yanks win 7-3. Madison Bumgarner was super disappointing. Not as good as he used to be. You remember, or you know how when we watched, when you and I, not everyone, you and I, when we watched Sale and he's on, or Verlander right. and he's on, sure, and he's shutting the Yankees down, which sucks, I can still appreciate it, and I'm like, wow, this is really good pitching. Like, this right, is you're, cool. You're cool. seeing someone you're going to talk about in 20 years. Addison Bumgarner, he looked the same as the other two pitchers, like Derek Holland and... Like, he had... You couldn't tell Madison Bumgarner apart from Derek Holland. Yeah. Like, Madison sincere. Bumgarner, it, I mean, it's one game. And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say, like, he sucks forever now. But in this one game, I don't think he had one single at-bat where I was like, there he is. That's the Mad Bum that I'm used to. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because you see some of the Kershaw highlights, and he's obviously not the Clayton Kershaw he used to be, but he can still drop in a couple curveballs that like make the MLB Instagram. Like, yeah, Madison didn't give us one pitch where it was like, oh, yeah, there was. It was just he was just your average pitcher. <laughs> Almost disappointing that he wasn't good, which is odd. I mean, right away they just jumped him. Yeah, DJ double. Glaber double, Geo single, Cameron Maven single. Nuts, yeah. man. Nuts. But James Paxson looked good. Was there anything that, like, pitching decisions or anything we needed to worry about here? I mean, basically, Paxton just started looking good, and then he hit an edge. And Boone said in his post game that he thinks the first inning took a good amount out of him, which made him hit a wall earlier. His final line is still... Final line's not that great, Jake. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a start we'll take. 5.2, three earned runs, eight Ks. Um, it, yeah, it's a little more pitches than he normally gives up. They want him to get that last out in the six. Six innings look so much better than 5.2. That's just like a mental baseball hurdle. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Canely came in, got the strikeout after that, so that was fine. And, um. I don't know. Yeah, he, he battled a little bit. It was the first game of the set. He came off two incredible starts. I think something that we can mark down, it's what you were just talking about. James Paxton clearly feels like he has like an end game. Check out Avengers sponsoring the podcast. That's not true. Um, but we saw Paxton in one of his other starts before this. He had like the four-pitch walk. I think it was right after he gave up a single, and it was like, oh, Paxton's done today. This yeah. is it. Um, so that I think that's a little something to watch for as the season goes. That like <laughs> I, I think I think if Paxton has like a a falter after the fifth inning, it's kind of like oh, this might be it from James. Then. Oh, okay. So by end game, you mean like he hits a wall? Like it's just like yeah, like that's it this, doesn't ease out. It's just nope. Paxton's done. Right. 
It's not like oh he gave up he gave up a couple in the fifth and then he gave up a walk in the sixth, but he fine he was fine. It's like it from what we've seen, it's just kind of like nope. Yeah. When it, when it stops, it stops. We had Zach Britton come in and just completely lose control of his arm. I don't know if this is a MFR contestant in the future. Ooh. Do we want to uh, skip this or do we need to talk about it now? Uh, I think we could talk about what needs to be said. I mean, he uh, he got like the first two outs pretty easily, and then he just he just lost control, couldn't throw a strike. Um, and that's uh, I mean, that's kind of the Zach Britton we've now seen for a decent sample size. He's going to be lights out some days. Uh, other days, it's just not there. It's weird to see it though. In one day, he was good for two batters, and then completely lost it. Yeah, and it's bizarre. I mean, you you wonder if it's if it's a little bit of just baseball, Susan, or if it's mechanics, or if it's mental, or what it is. But yeah, I mean, it was it was almost bizarre. It it was almost bizarre. He got a ground out from Sandoval. He struck out Duggar, your guy. And then I think he had like a good at, he went up 0-2 on Pilar and then he walked him and then the wheels fell off. He walked Pilar, Austin and Belt in a row after that. So the guy had a dominant like eight pitches <laughs> and then it all fell apart. So it's it's a weird I mean we we just mentioned the Paxton wall to watch out for <laughs> and and that wall the White Walkers took up. Stop talking about thrones, Jake. But um I mean Britain, yeah. Uh, collapse city. Ottavino comes in, gets him out of it, through some of the nastiest pitches. The GIF, I was on Periscope Live for this game, hanging out with people, Jake, because I was going crazy with these late-night games. Right. And there were people on there hanging out with me, and I was making a, uh, I was making the, the um, what's it called? The pitching when you overlay. Overlay, the, yes. The pitching overlay of the, the two-seamer he threw, and then the slider after it to Posey. Right. And anyone I was watching on Periscope heard me go, oh, my God, when I put it together. Yeah. And they were the same exact channel and then crossed. It's been shared now on Reddit and a bunch of other. I think got retweeted a bunch. So if you haven't seen it, go look at it. But it, Tunneling. It's, it's crazy. And that stuff's cool for people that some people don't watch baseball and they don't pay attention to you know the pitch sequence or what's going on or what a pitcher's attack mode is. That's something for people that are just new to baseball that you can show them like, okay, look, he throws this first pitch. It starts outside the zone, but then comes in at the last second for a strike. So now the batter has to watch that same exact spot because it just got a called strike on him. Then the next pitch, he throws it, and it's the going the same way, the same way, the same way. So the batter says, oh, here's that pitch again, swings, but now it's a slider, and it drops the other way. Gone. So I, I, whenever I'm watching baseball with people that don't, you know, just don't know, like don't enjoy the fine little details like that. Right. When pitchers cross up like that, that is so cool. Do I've got, seam. I've got, because we, we should be as positive as we can be. I, I've got one nice thing to say about Zach Britton. What's that? That he's got a little bit of Texas in him that plays in the Bronx. Because after he got pulled, he was just standing in the dugout hands on his hips, pissed watching the game. Yeah. Not not the sad boy reliever that sees the other reliever come in and is like, please get these out, please get these out. Like, he was he was, he was, was going to be pissed at himself either way, whether Adovino gave up a hit or not. Um, yeah. Which, that that's kind of one of those endearing New York traits, the anti-Sonny Gray. <laughs> yes, it is. People, people will like that part of him, but they got to... Uh... Adovino's got to help him out, and he's got to not do it anymore. Main part. One one game. We we play tomorrow. Need a win. Canely or Britain? Canely right now. There you go. That's what I was. That's what I was trying to tell tell some people before the season. If Canely gets going, you're right. But ask me in a week, and it might be different. Oh, could change. <laughs> Instantly, yeah, could change in three days. Instantly. But right um, now, on this day. All right, let's go to game two. Game two. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Yes, Hap versus Holland. A couple lefty southpaws, Dutch rudder, and in the bay. Been there. Happer was great. Seven innings pitched, five hits, zero earned runs. Still no sign of Pat Corbin, but Hap's 2-2-1 ERA in his past 20 innings still makes that fine. So how would the Yankees support him? 
Oh, that's a good gumbo. LeMayhew, RBI single in the third. Voight, RBI on a hit by pitch. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Speaking of leaving, Gary Sanchez hits one across the Pacific. Holy smokes, it's 6-0 Yanks. Sasso with a little blow up in the ninth, but it's only to pad Chapman's save stats. Yanks win 6-4, Hap to Sessa to Chappie. Hap to Sessa to Chappie. This was a uh, fun game. Yeah, man, we uh, I, we talked about it in the pregame show. The stars kind of aligned here for Jay Happ. He had the the two good starts to kind of get him going, and now he's facing one of the worst hitting teams in the NL. He only gets two strikeouts, but only gives up five hits, seven really strong innings. Like no, um, I I don't know. Like we were never worried when we were <laughs> on that side of the ball, <laughs> dude. I I tweeted Boring out Happ was back. Yeah. I drew it up. Boring Hap was back. Like, Hap's pitching well right now, and I have no idea what's happened when he's on the mound. I, I texted you. I said, make it J-Hap is boring shirt, because I need that. J-Hap is boring. People would think it was mean. It's not People mean. would think it is mean, but I don't know. The real ones would know. That's what <laughs> the kids would say. I Someone responded to that tweet like, okay, and now we're in the bottom of the second, and 12 ground balls to DJ LeMahieu. Okay, we're in the bottom of the six now. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. Right. What happened, Hap? You just the Giants they got bored to death. They were like, fuck this, let's not hit. And the whole thing was kind of perfect because like you and I were talking about, oh, this is something we forgot on the Friday game and probably why we weren't as animated. Friday, you and me were dying. The West Coast trip beat us. I was I was I was miserable. We were defeated. I uh it was it was like tough to keep your eyes open. They uh I was doing like the old dad nod, like the Thanksgiving nod, and there was a foul ball at one point that was close to the mic, and I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm, I'm okay. We're okay." Like grab, grab the dog. Like it's you're, we're all right. Um, but uh, so this Saturday game was almost perfect. Like got us, got us sleeping. Didn't have to wait till you know 10 p.m. Eastern to kick off the game, and uh, you know it was kind of tidy. Hap did his work, and I mean. The offense just scores in like these you get one homer and then you just get a bunch of tic tac runs. I was I was happy with Derek Holland, Jake. Okay. For hitting Luke Voigt. Ooh. Extends the on base record. Voigt yeah. didn't have a hit. Didn't have a walk, but he got hit by a pitch. Yeah. Luke Voigt's on base record is cool. That made me laugh. That that's how it gets extended? Yeah. But you always know, like, I'm always interested to go back and look at other on-base records and see how many times that stuff happened. Like, the most disheartened I ever was when I went and looked at Lou Gehrig's career starts record. Right. And it's, like, not impressive when you realize it. Right. If anyone isn't sure, I went back and looked at Lou Gehrig's uh, games played record, and every season... There were games where they would start Lou Gehrig in the field. He would play three outs in the field, and then they would pull him out of the game, and he would sit just to keep the record intact. But it, it's I, I'll say this as a little bit of a counter. It's funny how those stuff get lost in time. Like the uh, the the Russell Westbrook got a twenty 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 game the other day. It was the only it was the second time that happened in NBA history. And the last couple things he got in such junk time, but nobody cares. I know, but I I had no idea Lou Gehrig's streak yeah. was so messed with. Yeah, gotta keep like the if streak Twitter alive. was around during then. They'd be like, "What's this bullshit?" Oh yeah, people would be like, "You, we need to change the rules. You need to play at least five innings. <laughs> play, unless you get hurt, players need to play two at bats." Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Anyways. Uh, What'd you think of Derek Holland, Jake? He's not good. He's I mean, actually, he didn't pitch that bad. Yeah, he looked really good until the fifth inning. It was a one nothing game until top five. And, uh, yeah, he loads the bases. Voigt gets hit by pitch. And then Gary hits one 467, man. Yeah. That probably doesn't get you too excited, though, so we won't talk about it too much. I'm trying to figure out. I'm looking at the uh, top of the eighth of this game. Sure. Top eight? Top eight. Okay. I only see two outs accounted for on the baseball reference game log, and it's confusing me. Uh, so for the Yankees? 
Yeah, top eight. Glaber doubled. Gio Rochella doubled. Brett Gardner walked. Cameron Maben walked. Mike Talkman hits into a double play. End of inning is what baseball reference is telling me. Uh, so Glaber, Glaber doubled and then was thrown out at third. And then there was ah, play. are you yeah. mad at him about that? Not at all. Absolutely not. If if you're up and an outfielder is going to give you the little lollygag, like yes, go for it. Yeah, Belt was a demoralized man this series. Uh, yeah, the most demoralized man. Oh, we also didn't talk about that in game one when Belt took Paxton to deep center. The gif of Paxton being so scared looking the center oh, field. Oh man, and Romine and Romine sneaking a peek behind him. That is a hilarious gif. I was dying. Yeah, I think uh, that that was uh, that was some Yankee gif heaven there. I think it was uh, Eric Eric Michael did the something like when when your buddies buddies making a move on a girl or something yeah, like yeah. that because Romine's head peeking out. I mean that was that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Anything else from this game? I mean, the Gary bomb is great. We will get to that later. Sessa blowing up. Probably going to get to that later. Hap laid down a nice bunt. That was nice. Uh, yeah, but like managing. Was there any changes, any any moves? I was fine with everything Boone did. Went to Sessa, went and then had to go to Chapman. I actually didn't think he had to go to Chapman, but I understand it. I would have if it was me, I would have let Sessa, Sessa just get the ninth hole pinch hitter out. Yeah, I mean it, it just gets tricky because if Sessa lets one more guy on, the tying run comes to the plate. So you can't like risk that. Because then you're one, you're just you're just an errant pitch away from a tied game in a game yeah. that should have never gotten there. I'm totally fine with him going to Chapman. I'm yeah. just saying he was more urgent to like stop it immediately than I would have been. Okay. Because I was thinking if you need Chapman the next day, you know, if Chapman got one out in game two and he pitched in game one. So if that one out in game two stops him from being able to pitch in game three when you might need him. That yeah, would suck. I mean, there's there's very much a world that if if Sessa lets on another person and the Yanks somehow lose that game, it would be an absolute slaughter. <laughs> so it. Oh yeah. Well, a lot of people. I'm I'm in the minority, but if he let Sessa in, I would have been like, okay, let Sessa get this ninth hole pinch hitter out. Who was Panda? Right. Yeah. Panda, 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 Panda. All right, let's go to game three. Animark. Get set. Burn. Derek Rodriguez, Pudge's kid. Don't care versus Domingo. On Domingo, Herman and the Yanks go for a sweep in the city by the bay. Yanks push two across in the first on an error and a fielder's choice. Two nothing Yanks. Welcome to the King's Court. Louis V, can't stop, won't stop. I get down, baby, RBI single. Followed by Glaber Torres. Díganle que no a ese pelota. Two-run shot by baby Glaby. Gary Sanchez, fly me to the moon. His second bomb of the series. It's 8-0 Yanks. Domingo was solid, tough last inning. Each team's tack on a couple late. I smell you, Tyler Wade, with them late RBIs. Yankees win 11-4 and sweep. Los Gigantes. Let's go, Yanks. 11 runs. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean... Pudge's I, son looked awful. Yeah, he... Uh, <laughs> hey, were they dro- being too mean to him on the broadcast? I'll, dro- I'll drop the generic... Uh, the generic... He, just, he didn't have his best stuff today. He, he was having trouble finding the zone. Um, it, it wasn't pretty... I don't think they were being too hard on him. There's at one point where the, the Michael K and Kenny were like, "If his dad was catching him, I I don't think he'd be happy." And like I was yeah. like, "Yeah, it's a tough angle to go to, guys." Like that's his dad. I I think you have to view that more of a Kester and Kenny went full dad jokes today. Well, here's so my you thing. have to view, you have to view that through the dad joke scope of like, oh, his dad wouldn't be too happy catching him today, huh? Maybe I'm a sensitive person to dad things. I think one of the meanest things you can say to someone is your dad's not proud of you. Right. I I think I know uh, they were jo- I know they were joking, yeah. but but then they were like, yeah, he's uh, working real slow and not hitting pitchers, and they started listing things. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's the working slow thing was kind of uh it was kind of tough when you see a guy like this is the only time we're gonna see Derek Rodriguez, um, but uh yeah, obviously not a good start from him today. 
Um, Domingo looked great until that last inning. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, Glaber and Gary both hit two run yabos, which made it from four, nothing to eight, nothing, but still we were up four nil and it was just like, who are these guys? We load the bases in the first again. D rod was pretty wild. Uh, Voight just won't stop. And it's, I mean, it was, it was game over. It was, it was a beautiful Sunday game, Jim. It was a nice Sunday game. I was like half. This game was moving so slow for me. I was like, we're only in the sixth inning. Just felt like a blowout from the start. Yeah. Herman uh, was looking great again. He kind of his his end line doesn't look as good as it it should. He hit a wall as well. Everyone's hitting walls, starting pitchers. But this was the next man up within the next man up, Jake. Right. I was like, okay, we've next man up this whole season. Right. Let's do it mid-game. Let's take DJ and Gio out mid-game and see what happens. And Tyra Strata comes in. He gets two hits. Yep. Cameron Maven got a hit, scored a run. Like, whoa, can they put me out, out there right now and all of a sudden I'd play good? No. Yeah, Definitely no. not. Definitely not. Definitely not. Tyro, man. That was K- – Kaster had a good K-line. He's just like, man, all this, all this kid does is hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good reputation to have, man. It's crazy that's, that they're able to come through, though. And then Kenny Singleton was laughing. He was like, he's like, yeah, Tyro, when teams ask, tell them you're a left fielder, kid. <laughs> I had I Podcast had was a blast today. Yeah, we need to talk about Dave Rigetti's story. It was yes. awesome. I had to chop it up because like sometimes those stories, they just last within the game. But that story of right. him throwing the ball over the right field wall is hilarious. Uh, I can't believe he did that. Gives up a home run, <laughs> right. takes the next ball, and just chucks it over the outfield fence. Dude, that's, I mean, if that happened today, yeah, R- there would R- be R- so many people that would be like, disrespectful. This just, I hit this yeah. new baseball. <laughs> it's like, oh. Well, happened back then. Um, yeah. I was trying to do the turkey math in my head. He has to be like the pitching version of Paul O'Neill. Um, just the way he's like beloved by fans, and I mean, I see that one highlight of him throwing the ball in. He was also just like how open he was was awesome. They like they open up, they're like, "Hey guys, we got fan favorite Dave Rigetti in the booth." They're like, "Dave, you're a uh, you know one of your first years kind of away from the game. How how you doing?" Like expecting him to come out with the generic like, "Man, I'm you know I'm a little bored. I've been golfing a lot though." And he comes out, he's like, "Man, I miss it. <laughs> I, I I put on a baseball uniform for forty years. I got to be honest with you guys. I yeah, I miss it." And he's like, "But I'm going to watch the AAA team <laughs> next tomorrow, so I'm pretty excited." And it's like, "Okay, this dude loves baseball." And then they told the whole story how they uh they asked him to become the closer, and he's like, he was all pissed off. Um, like he didn't want to do that. Like he felt he could keep starting and then he, but like in the middle of him being serious, he dropped like a, well, but they asked Gator to go close and he said no. So I was like, all right. <laughs> so it's just the, the dude was just as honest and genuine as you can get. His, I, uh, his also, his story is pretty wild that he said, uh, you know, uh, Steinbrenner ripped him and said he shouldn't, he didn't deserve to be an all-star and he was ruining the Yankees. His own manager said that in the newspaper right. to him. And then they were in a close game, and they called the bullpen to have another guy get up, and that guy just said no. Yeah. He said he wasn't going to name who it was, but a player in the bullpen <laughs> got called and said, hey, Joe, you're up. And Joe said, no. No. I didn't know that was something that happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> Times were different. <laughs> what? So so Rigetti said he just got up and started pitching because he was like, whatever. Like, this dude's being a little bitch. I'll just go into this game. Yeah. And then he hit a dude in the neck <laughs> with a pitch, <laughs> then gives up a home run, so he chucks the ball into the right field. <laughs> As, and then, uh, yeah, the if, if you're not going to go back and check out the story, but, but he uh, <laughs> the, the fun part was the part that got K-Stir really good. K let out a cackle. Yeah, he was K- laughing. Kay didn't get the mic in time. Um, and he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, like, Pinella comes out to get the ball from me. I tell him, I don't have a ball, man. <laughs> Ch- chuck that shit, man. <laughs> one of the, that's an interesting feeling. That's a feeling that probably only one manager <laughs> has felt before, going to get the ball from your reliever, and there is no ball. Well, <laughs> where ball is it? The ball does not exist. <laughs> 
I have to go to the right field for that one, Lou. So, yeah, sweep. 11 runs. 11 runs. Um, Yeah, Wade with the late RBIs. They really blew it open in that eighth, which was good. It was a four-run game. So we were going to have to sweat a little bit. And they just pounded. Like, this Yankees team did everything I wanted to do. Like, early leads. Protect the early lead. Uh, Make the lead even bigger by the end. Like, it was just great weekend for baseball. It it really was almost to the point where, like, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I feel like you, you texted me during the seventh inning, and you are like, this game's still going on? And I was like, yeah, it is. But it, it's almost, I, I, I guess, kind of spoiled Yankee fans to a degree. But, like, when they started rallying in the ninth, I was like, damn, like, they're, they're going to let Harvey work through this? I think this is close now. And then I was like, oh, no, we just, <laughs> we just threw up a bonus nine, top nine, because that's just what we do now. So... Uh, we're we're getting spoiled by whatever the hell this Yankees team is right now. Nice. All right, want to pivot to awards? Pivot. Awards. Nice, man. I get to go first. I get to go first because it is Sunday. And my pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. My pride of the Yankees is a guy, Jake, okay. that I gave a motherfucker to last episode. Mm. So we've got another turnaround. Moves. Gary Sanchez. Okay. Now here's why. He hit two home runs. He hit his first grand slam of his career and the longest recorded grand slam in MLB history, asterisk since 2015. So nice, a- nice asterisk there. Yeah, nice asterisk in there. I mean, pretty pretty ridiculous whenever they throw those stat cast numbers out, and they're like, since 2015. Like, what? <laughs> it's going to take five decades until people care about that. Yeah. Anyway, man, Gary was looking so bad. Gave him the uh, motherfucker last year. And I was... I was saying to myself, like, oh, shit. Like, the haters just come out so early. Like, he did look like he needed more rehab games. He did look oh, like he wa- his sure. timing was bad. He ended. He was so hot before he went on the IL. Like, That's got to like, be one of the worst feelings as a baseball player, by the way. To come back and have your timing be off? No, to, to get hurt while you're hitting as hot as Gary Sanchez was hitting. Because that, that feeling doesn't just happen in baseball. I know. So he comes back, and then it was like, yep, okay, timing's back. Because that was a goddamn shot he hit. 467 feet. Then his next at bat, he poked one 397 to the warning track. And yeah. today he comes up. He took a walk, which was nice, and uh, hits another home run, a two-run shot. But he had three RB. I think it was, RB- I think it was only 430, though. I think- yeah, but it was a shot. Yeah, only 430 feet. Only 430 feet. Um, he looked good. No pass balls. I don't think there's any wild pitches. He Jim, hustled out what, that double play, so it couldn't be a double play. That's where, I'm not really uh, bragging about those things, but people harp on them all the time. So right, I was because uh, you know at, at this point, there's I'm sure there's a few people out there that listen to us and say, oh, those guys are just Gary stands. One of them only wears a El Gary hat, which okay. Well, I, mean, I am a, I am a Gary Stan. That that's a little fair, but um. I, uh, I I try to be a little more neutral on it on the Gary conversations, but the funny thing is neutral on a Gary conversation means he's still really good. And the other thing that I think needs to be said, Jimmy, especially after the Royals, um, after Anaheim, Gary Sanchez, two games behind the plate today, no stolen bases. Yeah. Yeah. So... And he had, and, this, he had the most RBIs in this series, which is yeah. really that... I look at RBI's run scored when I go to like get my pride of the Yankees. Like that's the kind of where I gravitate to. He had the most RBI's on the team. Seven RBI's in three games. Grand Slam will do that. That's a no bad. And I love the small ball, but I also like a mix because remember we had like bases loaded, no outs, and Tyler Wade got a sack fly, and then there was like a, a bunt or a safety squeeze with Romine or Higgy or something like that. Yep. It was like, all right, productive outs. Nice. We scored on outs. Those are fun. I enjoy those. But I enjoy Grand Slam way more. 
Oh, yeah. Like, let's not lose sight that the home run is still the best play in the history of baseball. 467, man. Gary's good. Hot take. Who is your pride of the Yankees? Jimmy, my pride of the Yankees is Cameron Mabin. No, that's a lie, but it wouldn't even be a lie because he actually played really good. I'm going with Luke Voigt, uh, King Louis V, man. We, uh, when, I, when I originally started talking about these guys as the prove-it Yankees, Luke Voigt was one of the guys who was supposed to pick his game up and become one of the stars of this team, and he absolutely is. I've heard, I've heard resounding Luke chants now in Anaheim and San Francisco. Um, the guy looks like... He reminds me of the first baseman from Rookie of the Year, like the the mean meathead Yankees first baseman. Um, he hit a casual 500 this series, 583 OBP. He's, he ties for the most runs scored on the team. He's just, he's an absolute threat. He's like a devastating threat in our lineup. And You I, know what I, I really like about him? What do you like about him? He is bringing hugs back. Big time hugs. You we're both suckers for hugs. Big hug guy. Him and Wade, they just hug everything. He was he was he he told Glaber after his home run, you better come here and hug me. Yeah, he was waving him in. Come on. Come on. I mean, I give I mama love a hug that. before you leave for school. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not Glaber. If you think there's a way you're not giving me a hug, you're insane. Um, he's doing the big post game hugs with with whoever he'll, he can find nowadays, whoever stays healthy throughout the game. And uh, Jim, I, we're not going to say this a lot, so I might as well. Uh, he had like three nice defensive plays in the second game. He had um, a couple it, rough ones too. Yeah, he had a, he had a tougher day today, but it's the pride, so I'm not mentioning those. But um, I, the guy's a monster. I I haven't been. I haven't been. I don't think his lack of defensive has been damning. Like, there are plays he doesn't make. Um, but I don't know why. Maybe because the offense is so good that I'm like, all right, whatever. I mean, let's be honest. It's kind of first base. I mean, and he, he's doing – know what it is, Jim. He's doing the stuff you like from your first baseman. He he made a nice pick on that LeMayhew star play from the other day. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about that in the game two burn recap. Like, that play yeah. – or game one, that play saved that game. Yeah. It was one nothing in the third inning. They had two on with one out or two outs, and they shifted perfectly on belt. He got robbed left and right this series. Yeah. And DJ makes the scoop at short right field. Voigt makes the scoop at first. I mean, I think that that saved the game. I mean, literally and, like, figuratively just emotion-wise. You got Voigt fist pumping. That's what I mean, yeah, too. The, yeah. the, the boys, I mean, the boys are just amped up. It's It's that... I, I mean, confidence in sports, it's an incredible thing. And, like, when that play happens, the Yankees just look at each other and give, like, a we can't lose. Yeah. Like, if we just keep doing what we do, we can't lose. Um, So, and Luke Voigt, he rifled one to second on the bunt, which normally probably ends up in left center field. Uh, But it was a beautiful play. So, uh, Luke Voigt. All right. Great. Now that we're all happy on this three-game set, let's change the tone. You Yankee motherfucker. Band-Aid time. These suck. <laughs> Band-Aid three games, time. Three-game sweep. It was actually very hard to find out who to give this to. And yeah. uh, this is like a cop-out, so I'll just do it quick. Yeah. Mine is Luis Sessa. Right. Uh, he had a good inning. He went to the plate and took huge hacks, which I'm actually more mad at him about that than being... Right. And then he came back in the ninth and just got like lit up. Two home runs, I think. One to Kratz. Uh, just completely lit up. Sessa's leash isn't that long because of his. He has a history of being bad, but this is one bad inning on the year. Now he's still had a. Uh, he's still been good for us in 2019. So I'm not worried about Sessa. I do think him taking those big swings like messed up his routine or rhythm or whatever, or his energy maybe. You know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he had. A, he is one of the Yankees that had a poor inning. This three game set so he is my motherfucker there you go um i'm i'm gonna do a band-aid one as well um how about this jim i'm I'm just gonna give it to guardy he went 0 for 8 this series um again we're we're quote unquote guardy stands um and the more important thing was we have 
a buddy that lives in the Bay Area who's a big Red Sox fan that texted us talking shit going, Brick Gardner's batting three hole? Um, so I really wanted Guardy to shove and hit hit one hit hit one up his butt, but he didn't. Um and we swept and I don't care, so yeah, sure. Tough break, Gardner. You could have got that's one a tough hit. Break. That's how one it goes. Hit. All right, let's go on to our regular old awards. Mm. I get to go first, okay, Jake? Yeah. This is uh, enjoy there's, it. There's a, there's a cast of characters here to give these awards to. My first award is the Prologue Award. The Prologue Award. Uh, someone who's very supportive of lumber. Um, mm, I don't know. No. It could be any of the hitters. Prologue, like like epilogue and prologue. Uh, oh, not a fan of lumber. Not a not. They're not pro nor anti lumber. They're just it, this is the prologue. The prologue. Okay. Tyro Estrada. Yes, sir. Don't let what you're doing now be your story. Oh. Let it be the prologue to your story. Oh yeah. When I first got called up, I played left field a couple games. I got you know replaced and did hits because he looks good. But he is going to get sent down. Shouldn't, not he like want, he, shouldn't he want his story to be, I'm a 400 hitter? <laughs> no, I'm saying his story should be, I played for 10 years in the MLB and not be a Melky Mesa or Slade Heathcott. Oh, okay. So you're, you're saying he's not necessarily a part of this team when we look back and say, how did those guys win? Yeah, I, I, he's okay. undoubtedly he's going to get sent down to the minors. Okay. And this should be the prologue to his MLB career and all the other chapters should yet to be written instead of a guy like Slade Heathcott or, you know, these guys that come up and, and have their big home run. Uh, there's another guy I'm trying to think of that I can't right now. But, you know, Melky Mesa came up. We had uh, Mason Williams. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, they did some stuff here and there. Right. And then that's their story now. Like, what's your MLB story? Oh, I played a week with the Yankees. Right. Don't let the Strata. You look great. But you're going to get sent down. Yeah. And, you know, maybe now you can play left field. Like, it's cool. Uh, he came in and just hits, like Kay said. So I, I'd like this kid to have a good career. And uh, I'm just saying, like, don't let this be the pro- let the, make this the prologue to your MLB career, not the full story. Because I think I'm, he's sent down like next week. He's 23. He can play shortstop. He can play second base. I, I think I think you're going to be right on this one. Um It'll be interesting to see when when the trade deadline comes around what and who the Yankees are looking for because teams are going to ask for him. Um, it, it hasn't been referenced in a while, Jim, but there's there's a world where Brian Cashman's whiteboard, the five year plan whiteboard, has a nice spot on it for for Tyro Estrada. So uh, interesting. He's probably going to get traded, but but this will be a fun start to a story when people ask. Yeah. I actually played left field my first couple games. I ne- hadn't played a day of left field in my life, and now he's from the South. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your first award? My first award is the... Are we doing this award? Okay. Any guess? Urshela? It's Gio Urshela. Um, I I was going to give him the I love you, man, but a couple people on Twitter are already concerned with my obsession with Gio Urshela. Um, Jim, it's... Here's... I, I thought of my elevator line because we're not going to do this whole thing. We actually probably will end up doing this whole thing on the voicemail episode tomorrow. What's, the, what's that voicemail number, Jim? 908 Call in. We're we're doing the voicemail up tomorrow, and I think this is going to be a popular one. I'm starting to see it get legs on the Twitter sphere. Um, Gio Urshela is playing great baseball. Um, and here's my elevator pitch: If Gio Urshela can hit like this, or even if Gio Urshela's OPS can start above <laughs> seven eight <laughs> dot seven eight, then are we doing this is a conversation because he's a gold glove caliber third baseman, which is a rare thing in the game of baseball. Um, he's a career dot six OPS guy. He's, he's never really had, 
maybe he's had a streak like this in his life, but he's never been able to put this over, together over a part of time. Um, hopefully his hand's okay from getting hit by the pitch. I mean, Jim, he just raked again this series. He he went 7 for 11. <laughs> um, it's it's insane. Um, I wonder if a story's going to come out that he changes swing or he changes approach, blah, blah, blah. Because um, if he has, um, then we can have a discussion. Um, otherwise, we still have to consider this just a flash in the pan and part of a fun memory to look back at in a while. But man, it has been really fun, and I'm I'm a sucker for good third base play. So he's a vacuum over there. I mean, the game three, he went over there with that bare hand to end the inning. Feels like he has an inning ending great play every other inning. And it's it's note the cool part is he does those plays, but he also makes the non routine stuff look eerily routine. Um, just his footwork and his belief in his arm and everything he's doing. Um, and it just ties into confidence and momentum and everything this Yankees team is doing right now. So I, you know, there's no panic buttons. There's no trade Anduhars. There's a, this is awesome. Enjoy it. If he can continue to do this and there's some good reasoning behind it, then let's have a healthy conversation. Um, but as of right now, just uh, lean back and enjoy that breeze, baby, because it's yeah. a good time. And it's interesting you speak of panic buttons because my next award is bury the panic button. Ooh, and it goes to Joe Panic. Yeah. Talking bury Joe Panic. Different talking giants. <laughs> no. So last week I gave let go of the panic button to J.A. Happ, Jake. Nice. And we talked on the pregame show. I said the panic button right now is in the garbage, but kind of placed neatly on the top of the garbage. So in case you need to grab it again, it's not that dirty. Right. Like, okay. I'll strategically lay this right on top. Get it all the way down. Hap's fine, yeah. man. Hap's fine. Three outings in a row. Now, what'd you say his ERA was in the last 20 starts? Like one something? Uh, no, sorry. The last, the last 20 innings. So since the Red Sox start, so his past three starts, he has a two, two, one ERA. Um, and I mean, if you took out the first two innings of that Red Sox start, he's been really good for the past 18 innings or so. Which I think is when he said, fuck the fastball. Let's do two seamers and change-ups. Yeah, and I mean, Jim, we're we're also talking about, we've seen how valuable this this bullpen can be when they're right to us. Um, dude, two seven-inning starts from Happer's last two times out. Um, and that's a huge difference than a 5.2-er. Um because then you've got to get a mid-inning guy and then another another three outs from that bullpen. So uh, anytime he can do this uh, is awesome. And yeah, like like I said, the the past three starts have been really good. I you know it's the weirdest thing, Jim. I haven't seen any of those. We made a huge mistake not signing Pat Corbin tweets in a while, even though Corbin's still having a really good start. Um, but uh, ha- Happer Happer looks like Jay Happ again. So boring. Like, give give me okay. This is this is fun and rude, but I think there's a reason I'm about to do this. You and I watch every Yankees game. Yep. Can you remember one Giants at bat from the Hap start? Um, the double pl- the play with DJ in shallow right field to Voight. That's that was, half start. That was half that start, was right? Who hit it? Belt, I guess. Belt we had an eye it. on Belt. But, I mean, we remember that because of the defense, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, like you're talking about like a strikeout or something? Did he even, how I many mean, you only have? had two strikeouts, so I'm not, I'm not cornering you on that. But I still, I, this is more just for the idea of it. Like, I can... Yeah, I'm boring, I'm, man. I'm reliving that day, and I can barely picture it. So that's, um, that's when Jay Happ is at his best. It's probably... He's also being helped out by the fact that we do have, like, we, we kind of have a really nice defense going right now. LeMahieu and Urshela at second and third. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Who What's your next award? My next award. Oh, I, en- I ended up on Patrick Corbin's baseball reference during that. Let me get out of there. Um, my next award is the Date Mike. Nice to meet me award. I'm so glad you're giving him an award. I mean, he deserves it. It's Cameron Mabin, man. 
I'm, um, because he does deserve it. Read his stats from the series for the people, just to refresh them. For those of you, if you had a busy weekend and you you just looked at the scores and now you're tuning in to talking na- Yanks, a we thank you. By the way, Cameron Mabin came in. He went five for ten at the dish, two ribbies. Um, the guy just put it in play. He kind of hit it where they ain't, and he kept he kept the ball moving, which is exactly what we needed while he was playing uh, in the outfield, which he didn't he didn't look too great in, but he didn't make any mistakes. Um, but man, it's it's just uh, <laughs> I almost said next man up, but I'm not going into that whole world. Uh, uh, hey, how about this? Uh, a little a little more love to Brian Cashman brings this guy in, which I, I shouldn't be giving Cash too much love because Cameron Maben's the guy that got five hits and ten. But I think you summed it best on either the pregame show or the last podcast that you said, you know, Brian Cashman scanned all thirty AAA teams. Looked for a veteran outfielder he could get for some quiche. He got this guy. He He's already been worth it. <laughs> Cameron Maben, already worth it. Do you think that Cashman knew? Do you think there was another AAA Major League outfielder out there, right? Same right. exact boat as Cameron Maben. We would recognize his name, but he's just hanging out in AAA right now. Sure. And what pushed Cameron Maben over the edge was he had a home run and a triple off Baumgartner in his career. He was five for five with the 1,000 on base percentage off Holland in his career. And Cash was like, there's our guy. Those are the starters that we're facing. I like actually do. You Um, think think that? Because, I mean, he was five. Makes a ton of sense. He was five for five off Derek Holland with a walk. Six six plate appearances on base six times. And then what did he have? What did he, He had a walk and then a hit versus Holland. I think he still has a 1,000 on-base percentage versus Derek Holland. Yeah. Um, and, Jim, the the other thing that needs to be pointed out for those of you, if, if you're younger and you don't appreciate Brian Cashman, A, again, look at this Yankee squad and what they're currently doing, and that's due to Brian Cashman. But, uh, B, look at the San Francisco Giants. We saw them play three left fielders who aren't left fielders, and nobody's hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's just what the Giants are doing today. Uh, so, again, uh, appreciate Cashman. And, hey, shout out, shout out to Cameron Maven, dude. Throws on the pinstripes for a weekend, goes five for ten. I also that's like, my dream. That's I my also, dream. That's, I also like that he went five for ten, but he had an RBI or a run scored in all three games. Yeah. It wasn't a five for ten where, you know, he had – Two games went off, and one game he was 0 for 4. Like every game he, he attributed to a run. Yes, sir. What a nut job. Yeah. Is there anyone else we need to talk to, talk about that we haven't talked about? Ottavino looked nasty. Uh, we saw Chapman in two games, and he looked fine. Yeah, looks good. Tommy Tight Pants, man. I mean, that dude, that dude's lining up for an award every series because he's just come in and looked good. Tommy Tight Pants um, went 1.1 innings with three strikeouts. One walk. Um, the Mike Talkman show has slowed down. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk show has slowed down. Mike Ford, we didn't really see him this series. He got a hit in his one at bat uh, because we faced the two lefties and we lost the DH. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll see if we see him in Arizona or if we have to wait for the next home stand. Um, no, man. I think. I mean. LeMahieu shoved this series. We just talked about him making the defensive play and and getting hurt, but he went five for ten, uh, two walks as well. RBI. I thought for the shoved most was only a pitching term. You're confusing me now. Oh, you slime. can always shove, babe. Okay, I thought it was pitching only. You have a you go to the grocery market and you have a nice performance. You shoved at the grocery market. That sounds off to me, but if you say so. Oh yeah, you got everything you wanted. No one got in your way. You made good time. Man, I just. I shoved at the grocery market today. Nice. Nice. Love learning new slang. Uh, Bubak has an update for us. Luke Voigt is leading the hits contest for all the Patreons that are part of the hits contest. Uh, with 16 hits, Chris Northrup is in the lead. He chose Voigt with 26, so his wow. number was way off. Did no one else choose Voigt with a lesser number? Judge was still around when we started this contest. So there's contests like that if you become a Patreon member. And remember to leave a five-star rating and review. 
If you want to be eligible for a Talking Yanks goodie bag, that includes a baseball prospectus book. Anything else, Jake? We got Game of Thrones going on tonight. We're excited for that. I feel like this is a... We've had two four-game sets in a row. I feel like we're missing out on uh, some talk because it's shorter than the last couple episodes, but I think we're good. We have the voicemail up tomorrow, which is more for broader discussions like Urshela and Anduhar. So call in, leave a voicemail, 908-845-5792. Sorry, right over the phone number. That's my bad. Say the phone number again. 908-845-5792. Yeah, the Urshela conversation is kind of a good voicemail combo. Uh, if you have kind of a hotter take, like you think Tommy Canely is is going to be our a go-to guy over Britain or, or something else that jumped out to you, let's uh, let's talk about it. Give us a shout. We, uh, we love it. Yep. All right. That ends this episode. We got two games against the Diamondbacks coming up. Enjoy the off day on Monday. And uh, check uh, check in with us Tuesday on the voicemail up, and then on the pregame show. They've been a lot of fun. Jake and I have been getting some home run calls light recently. Yeah, it's been nice. That's you. about all. Thank you guys. Go Yanks! Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees! <laughs> <laughs>